Hello and welcome to the Expat Partner Podcast. My name is Julia Mida and I'm a life and leadership coach, author and ex-expat partner. In this podcast, I will bring you ideas, inspiration and interviews so you can use this transformational time abroad to create a life that makes you happy and fulfilled. Hello and welcome to the Expat Partner Podcast. This is episode number six and I'm really happy that you are listening. As always, I want you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. And I welcome you to the podcast. So I'm really curious what you think about this episode um, or other episodes. And if you want to connect with me, you can maybe um, send me an email under podcast at dreamfinder-coaching.de um, or send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. And um, yeah, I'm really curious where you are, who you are and what you do and what you think about the podcast. So um, yeah, just let me know. And maybe if you want to, I can also give you a shout out here on the podcast um, and tell everybody else that you are listening to me. Yeah, so today I have my first English interview for you and I'm so excited because it turned out to be a really good one. I have Kathleen O'Grady with me. She's also a life coach and she is an expert in authenticity. And I have to say that Kathleen is uh, my teacher and mentor and she has Raleigh Coaching Academy and I learned how to coach there, how to be a coach. Yeah, so Kathleen and I are talking about how to be authentic and as always, I learned so much from her. I mean, all the things that she's talking about, I heard from her in coaching training already But this time it was very concise again. And so it was just for me a nice way to fresh up my, my knowledge. So, and there's so much information in there for you as well. And I'm really, really happy that Kathleen is sharing all of this with us. Yeah, so I was so excited about the interview itself that at the end I forgot to do something that I'm always doing. So I didn't ask Kathleen where people can find her. And so I will do this now. <laughs> so um, Kathleen has the website raleighcoaching.com uh, and it's, it is one word. And if you don't know um, how to spell Raleigh, it's R-A-L-E-I-G-H. So Raleigh Coaching in one word. And um, you will find there information about coaching with Kathleen um, as a client. And also um, you will learn a lot about Raleigh Coaching Academy. So this is the training that I went through and I can wholeheartedly recommend it. It was one of the best experience in my whole life. And... If I were still there, I think I would do the training again. So I can really recommend it. So if you're looking for coaching training somewhere, 
um, go check out Kathleen's page. Um, I really liked it. So, but now you will learn a lot about authenticity and yeah, have fun with Kathleen. Today I'm here with Kathleen O'Grady and I'm so happy to have you on the Expert Partner podcast. I'm happy to be here, Julia. <laughs> I have to, this is, this is a little disclaimer because um, we have a little history together. <laughs> just a little. Yeah, just a little. Um, you kind of transformed my life, but that's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, um, Kathleen is from Raleigh in North Carolina in, um, in the U.S. And um, when I lived there at the end of our my expat partner time, um, I learned how to be a coach from Kathleen because she owns Raleigh Coaching Academy. And yeah, so you really did transform my life. And so this is a little disclaimer because I'm forever grateful and um, I kind of adore you a little bit. <laughs> well, if I'm allowed to say it's mutual and while I fully receive your acknowledgements, I will also say that through our shared coaching and, and mentoring experiences, I have been very fortunate to be transformed by you and your coaching skills uh, in the process of that. And, and even having you as a, as a trusted friend and colleague has been priceless. So I'm just happy to be part of this podcast today. Perfect. Yeah. And the topic that you, that we are talking about uh, today is um, something that you know best um, because the training that you're offering is the um, authentic leadership coaching. You learn to be how to be a certified authentic leadership coach in your um, uh, in, at RCA, and so we are talking about how to be authentic. Yep. Yeah, yeah, favorite topic. <laughs> yeah, very important topic, because um, the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is you know the topic of how to be authentic, um, and because what I feel was uh, most of my coaching clients who are expert partners is that they, um, when they move abroad and they're there, they get into a new role and um, they have to, they feel like they have to accept the role in, that somebody gives them like the wife, um, the mother, the woman who's not working anymore, or sometimes the man who's not working anymore, which is sometimes even harder. Mm -hmm. And, so um, they, they don't feel authentic anymore, but they want to be, but they don't know how. So the very easy question I'm asking you is, how can somebody be authentic? <laughs> okay. Well, having worked with several expats uh, through the years, you being one of them, uh, what I want to acknowledge first and foremost is the levels of change and transition that are kind of like compiled into this very drastic transition. So there's, you know, you've heard the expression that, that moving like from home to home is psychologically, according to the data, synonymous with death or the loss of a loved one in terms of the grieving associated with leaving behind your, your old way of being and your community and your home 
and all of the memories and the routine that go along with that and having to start all over again, even when it was a choice that was something that was like, yes, we want to do this. Even when it was intentional, it is still traumatic. And so if you add to that uh, the individuals who are losing their career identity and following their spouse, there's the added sense of, of grief and sadness and almost victimization uh, of why is this happening to me? I love my spouse. I want to support him or her. However, this is really difficult. And so it's normal for those individuals to fall into a low level of consciousness, as you've learned through RCA, uh, victim, conflict, feeling helpless, feeling um, lost. And so the, the starting point for becoming authentic in those situations is, first of all, realizing that it's okay to feel that way, um, but that you don't always have to feel that way for longer than you're willing to. So it's all about making a conscious decision to, to grieve and set a timeline for how long you, do you want to grieve your former self? And then when do you want to step into your new identity story? And as you know, become the creator of the new version of yourself that has accepted that you are in, now in a different location, you are in a different community, you have, you could say that you have nothing in terms of, of your self-worth, but that's also an opportunity to create something new. So anytime there is a death of one aspect of being, there's always an invitation for birth for a new aspect of being. But again, it all comes back to conscious awareness, mindfulness, acceptance, and a, and a decision to move beyond the pain, to move beyond the stuckness and perhaps hire a coach or, or start getting more involved in the community in areas that are maybe a little scary, but things that align with your passion, maybe going on and finding a meetup group and, and just getting yourself out there. In fact, one of the current students at Raleigh Coaching Academy is a expat from, uh, from the UK. And she left behind her therapy practice. And so she, rather than going through the schooling to become a therapist here in the US, she decided to go the coaching route. And in the beginning, it was very scary for her. And you know, by the second weekend, she admitted that she felt like she had found her new home. And we were all in tears. And it was a beautiful um, moment for us to share. But it all started with her picking up the phone, taking the baby steps, to be vulnerable, which is, which is the magic ingredient of authenticity, is to be vulnerable and say, you know what, I'm, I'm scared, I'm lonely, I'm, un, I'm, un, I'm, un, I'm uncomfortable, but I know that I'm the only one that's going to be able to do something about that. Because it's really easy to scapegoat the spouse or to scapegoat the, the new geographic location and make up all kinds of stories as to why one doesn't fit in with the new culture. Uh, but that's a choice. You could just as easily shift your perspective and say, I want to choose to be open to what I can learn and what, what I can joyfully experience in this new location. So I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's quite a lot already. <laughs> so um, 
what I hear you say is that it's okay in the beginning to not to be in victim mode, but to grieve. Mm -hmm. And being in the victim mode is part of that grief. So it's not, there's nothing wrong with feeling victimized as long as you see it as temporary, mm -hmm. not permanent. Yeah. And when you said before about, I just have to ride this out so I can get back to my own, my old identity. That's, that's clinging to too long to the victim perspective. Yeah. And how do I do this with the acceptance part? How do I accept something? Well, it's a matter of asking yourself, if I know that feeling the way I'm feeling is not how I want to feel and that it's necessary for me to allow acceptance to come in to the situation in order for me to feel better, then again, it's a choice. It's a decision that someone has to make. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I think it might be tough to do it alone. Oh, definitely. Yeah, when, because when you sit in this house, in that city that you, you don't know anybody and the people that you do know at, at home and you call them and they don't understand because they're not in your shoes. I mean, it's, it's tough to accept the new, the new situation because it seems so bad and so daunting and everything. Agreed. So I, I, that's why I feel as though it's, and so most, a lot of companies will, will contract with coaches to help support the expat partners uh, through that tra transition. And it's for good reason because it is very traumatic and it can oftentimes lead to depression. Mm -hmm. If a person doesn't have uh, the right support system. Mm -hmm. How can I distinguish between I really have, this is a depression and not just victim mode. Mm -hmm. And because if you, if you're really in a depression, I think you need to go to a doctor or to a therapist. Yes, absolutely. So how can I, how do I know what it is? Uh, as the coach or just as the, as, as a, the expat? As, as, the, as the partner, as the, as the person who, who's in the situation. Well, I'm, you know, I don't qualify myself as a, as a trained therapist, but I know enough about therapy versus coaching to, to say that you can easily Google symptoms of depression on the Mayo Clinic and other qualified uh, websites that will show those symptoms, just like the symptoms of any other illness, like, you know, the flu, <laughs> and, and say, okay, if I'm really honest with myself, do I meet these criteria? And if so, can I give myself permission to get help, whether it's a therapist in that situation or if it's not quite as severe, but you just need, you can't do it on your own and you need someone to validate how you're feeling and help you move forward, that would be, that would be where the coach would come in. And sometimes people work with both simultaneously because sometimes it takes a village, uh, literally and figuratively, to help people through this transition. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we are, um, maybe let's 
go back to the positive part. Yes. <laughs> so we're not in a depression. We're out of victim mode. We accepted the situation and now we are moving forward to, yeah, to the new situation with joy and mm -hmm. um, curiosity. But still, how do I really know what my true authentic self is? Well, the way, the way you ask that question implies that it's something that you have to uncover, like a hidden treasure. And I think that that's, that's what hinders most people from feeling that they're living authentically because it's like, I don't know, I don't know what it is. And so what I like to do is invite us to think about it differently. It's not something you have to figure out or find. It's something that you create. So the invitation when working with an authentic leadership coach is to, to say, who am I in this moment? How do I identify myself? What are my I am beliefs? Positive, negative, neutral, and just really take an inventory of, of what you're believing about who you are as a human being, not just a human doing, which would be, I'm a mother, I'm an employee, I'm whatever, uh, but, but what are the qualities that make you feel proud to be you? And then what are the qualities that you feel are currently missing? Uh, bravery, confidence, a sense of community. And then what would you have to believe about yourself in order to get closer to seeing yourself as that version of yourself? So it really is not necessarily a, like, finding yourself, but more so inventing yourself from one moment to the next, knowing that it all starts with an intention. Mm -hmm. And it makes it so much easier because mm -hmm. um, if you trying to find something it's you can give up because you're like oh, yeah. yeah it's not it's just not there so that's it but um and you can get discouraged but if you create it it's on you exactly and you can do whatever you want right yeah in that's fact i have these these little sticky notes that you might remember mm-hmm from RCA, if I could just share them with the, with the audience. Yeah. It says at the very top, my to-be list for today is I am, I am, I am. And so instead of having a to-do list, I encourage people having a to-be list. And a lot of my executive clients and, and you know, and all my clients that I share these with, they'll, they'll fill out a sticky note. They'll put it either on their computer or wherever they, they look most throughout the day to remind themselves, how am I embodying these versions of being throughout my day? And what, what would I benefit most from choosing to embody knowing what I'm, what I'm attempting to do in the day ahead. Mm -hmm. And every day you can put something else on the, on the little note mm -hmm. if you want to, or the same exactly. thing. But it shouldn't be on there, and you said this before, and I want to repeat it. It's not the doing things. It's not, I am a good employee, for example. Right. It's, it's really something that you are truly 
yourself, like your, your, your values, something that's inside you. Right. So when I uh, have, when I do this exercise with, with women, especially their responses are usually uh, doing based in the beginning. They'll say, I'm a good mom. I'm a good friend. I'm a, uh, I'm giving, I'm loving. And so all of those qualities of self are incumbent upon somebody else receiving from them and validating their worth. And so I, I challenge them to say, what are the qualities that you love about yourself that don't require other people to validate them? Mm-hmm. And those, and that's a hard question to answer. Um, but those kinds of qualities might be creativity, curiosity, uh, wisdom, things that we cherish about ourselves because of how we've grown through life that no one can take away from us. And so when we, when we identify ourselves externally through a job title or a relationship, whether it's a marriage or, uh, or anything of that nature, once that relationship dissolves or goes away or a title of a job is removed, then there, so does our sense of self-worth. So the whole idea around finding your authentic self and authentic leadership is accessing those sense, those areas of self-worth that nobody can take away from you mm-hmm. and really harnessing them to, to lead from, from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially in this expert partner situation, I find it sometimes tough to, because there are so many roles that you are given They take something away from you, like your work identity, the job. And then on the other hand, you are the wife of somebody. Mm-hmm. Where, um, and that was for, for some time, that was my role. Even I was working um, in the company there and I was still the wife of. And um, that's so tough because if this, this is your only thing, then who are you? Right. Yeah. And on the other hand, what I also hear a lot is then, okay, yeah, you're the mom of somebody else, the kids. And then people start to ask, like, how old are your kids? And then you, you go into the next drawer, like, okay, they are just four years old, so that's not that old, so I don't want to be with you. You're not interesting for me. And then what can you do about it? Nothing. Because somebody else puts you in that like that draw Mm -hmm. yeah well and again that that does happen and it is it is uncomfortable which is that much more of an invitation for you to not rely on those those other people to define who you are but to say you know what darn it (laughs) i'm i know who i am and i'm going to show you who i am And, and really have the confidence not to be in conflict with your loved ones, but to just lovingly assert yourself and say, you know, it's really important to me that I establish a sense of, of, of worth beyond just the family in this new situation and advocate for yourself and say, this is what I want more of. This is what I want less of. How can we create this together 
because the I think what happens in these scenarios too is that the the, the staff members who are the ones who the change happened as a result of they're so busy getting acclimated to their new work situation and, and their own experience of the transition that, that they don't have, in many cases, they don't have the compassion to really understand how it's affecting their spouse. And if we just assume the majority here, it's, it's usually a man moving and a woman, follow, a woman following along. And so there, there can be a lot of assumptions of gender roles there, there as well, which, which doesn't necessarily feel good for the wife. And so the wife then has to access that, that inner courage to be able to not in a fighting sort of manner, but in a loving sort of manner say, Hey, I know this has been a, a, a big transition for both of us. Uh, and I want to support you. And I feel as though I need to be supported as well. And here's what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But you have to know what it is in order to ask for it. Otherwise, you're just going to continue to feel like you want to blame somebody else for you not figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And I know that might trigger some people to hear initially if they're still grieving. Uh, but ultimately, at some point, whether it's three, six months, a year later, and, and there's no going back, it's, it's time to figure that out. Mm-hmm. What I sometimes experience with my coaching clients is that they are, when they are looking for their true authentic self, which learned they can't find, but they can create. Yes. But they have to, they have to take a look, like to fill out your to-be list, they have to take a look like, what am I? Mm -hmm. And, um, or maybe it's what I want to be, but if they have to take a close look, they are sometimes afraid that they take a look and it's nothing there, that they are boring and that they are, yeah, maybe they're not the person they think they are. What do I do with them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know but because I do it, but it's, I want to hear from you. <laughs> well, and, and I will just say for a minute that while we're talking about expat partners, what you just described is universal. Um, regardless of the situation, people who are accessing for the very first time a realization of authenticity and that they can create whoever they want themselves to be, and it's kind of like a blank slate, that can be daunting. And so as the coach, you just acknowledge that and you neutralize it and you love them compassionately through the awkwardness of that initial portion of the exploration and, and they will get through it Mm -hmm. if they're willing. Yeah. And there's nothing there to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. It's just, you don't know this when you are just starting out because Mm -hmm. you're afraid of all the demons and monsters that are hiding there. But they can't because it's a blank slate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I find it sometimes very tough to go through this process because it, ta- it also takes time and you want it immediately. 
like you want it right now. But it takes, it really takes time, doesn't it? It does. And I think the reason behind the time that it takes is, is the grieving. Because the grieving is, has to happen first. And it's not something you can push past. So in many ways, there's, you're, you're a grief coach just as much as an expat coach because that's really the threshold that they have to step through before they can get to the creator piece. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very good last word <laughs> on this. Mm-hmm. So not, yes, yeah, it's, it's really, it's um, working through the grief, not pushing past it, working through it accepting it and then moving towards your creating your new authentic self which can be different and it's it's okay to be different from the one you had before and i'll just ask i know we're you're interviewing me and we're about done but i because i'm your your coach and your teacher i'm sure i would love everybody would love to know if you think back to you when you first stepped foot in the U.S., and then who you were when you were getting ready to leave the U.S. to go back to Germany, what that was like for you? I was a completely different person at that point. And um, it had a lot to do with my coaching training at RCA. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, um, I learned so much about myself um, during that time. And I had the, the, just the normal stages. I, um, in the beginning, I was, it was like an adventure. It was the honeymoon phase. Everything was great. And then you had this, have this dip and the, this, you fall into this hole. And then, um, yeah, you are grieving. And it, it took me longer um, to grieve than I thought. But in the end, if I can, I can compare it now because I hear so many stories, it wasn't that long. And I think it was mostly because um, I had my, my partner is really was so supportive and very open to discussing those feelings I had with me. It was okay for him. He didn't shove them away. He just, he listened to me and tried to help me. Mm, and then I had very fast American friends, which also helped. And I had friends in the expert community who had done this before who had lived in another country before and and we helped each other through it and um and i really got closer to myself and i'm a different person now and the the big ending for me was was the coaching training and there i found out even more and i'm um yeah i'm now very happy that i can help other people through it yeah yes and and it's good that i changed i um And I would always do it again because I now feel like the change is cleansing and I'm allowed to with a, even with a beginner's mind, I can, I can do what I want. I can create a life. Yes. That's true. And it's a beautiful example of, of a leap of a series of leaps of faith that led you to, to a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I sometimes see people who go back um, 
and who are just so happy to go back and then they're back in Germany or whatever, wherever they are. And then they, they're surprised that they, they go through this grieving stage again. And now they're grieving for their time <laughs> abroad and they can get it back. And they feel like, oh, I didn't make something out of it. It was such a good chance and I didn't do anything with it. And then they are um, sad again and they're in victim mode and, it's, and everything changed at home. And they thought they come back and everything will be the same, but everything changed because their perspective changed. And this is so sad. And I don't want anybody to go through that, that you come back and you are surprised by the pain again. Well, thank God for you. <laughs> and the fact that you, are, that you are intentionally supporting these individuals on both sides. And, and that is what it comes down to is the resistance to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for this interview, Kathleen. I, I learned a lot again. <laughs> and yeah, thank you so much. It's an honor to, to share this time with you. Thank you so much. This was the Expert Partner Podcast with Julia Mida. Thank you for listening. If you want more information on how you can create your dream life, please visit my website. You will find it under www.dreamfinder-coaching.com. There you will find all information and links for this and other episodes. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram, and I would love to connect with you there. If you have questions or feedback for me, or if you have an idea for a topic that I can cover for you in this podcast, please email me under podcast at dreamfinder-coaching.de. I wish you a wonderful day and please enjoy your life.